0: One week season, one week season, fam. La Familia, welcome back. It is Monday, August twenty eighth. My name is Mike Johnson, M. Johnson 86, as I am known in those DFS and best ball streets. Coming to you today, we have finished the preseason. The next time we see live football will be, live NFL football will be Thursday, September 8th, when the Lions face the Chiefs and the NFL season kicks off. We have. Just about 10 days left to draft our best ball teams. We are in the process of learning the final rosters that teams will have. They are having to cut. Uh, we are waiting on Jonathan Taylor news. Will he be traded? Will he be active? Uh, will Jim Irsay uh, completely lose his mind or you know, come back to earth and do something rational? Uh, I know where my money is on that one, but I digress. Anyways, we are going to go through each of the 32 NFL teams. We're going to go in order in which they played this last week. And just dive into, uh, you know, some some teams have a lot more to talk about than others. Uh, and we've learned a lot more uh, in the last week about certain teams than we have about others. So we are going to get right into it. We're going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team that has their offense has looked very, very good this preseason. And there's been positive reports all throughout the spring, summer and into training camp just within their uh, practices. And we've seen a lot of those positive things that we've been reading about from beat reporters. We've seen play out throughout the preseason. Looking at this Steelers offense, there's a lot of draft capital in their skill core from the last two years. You have Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris were both first-round picks. George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth were both second-round picks. That's high draft capital players in their second or third years. So it, it shouldn't be surprising that we're seeing a bit of an uptick here. Certainly will be interesting to see how aggressive this team plays offensively That was one of the biggest bugaboos, I would say, for the Steelers last year was just how conservative and kind of boring at times they were. So, you know, you add to those players that I've already listed with Pickett, Najee, Pickens, and Friermuth. You have Deontay Johnson, who is a proven target earner and separator, has been top six in the league in targets each of the last three years. You have Jalen Warren, an exciting and explosive change of pace running back he has made some splash plays and, and kind of popped throughout the preseason. You have Calvin Austin, second-year wide receiver. Has a ton of juice. He's going to be returning kicks. They're going to probably scheme him touches. And then you have Allen Robinson, a very capable veteran. Big body in the red zone. Just a lot to like in this offense. It's player specific, Najee Harris, You know he looks noticeably slimmer and quicker to me than he has in the past. He, that's one of the reasons, I guess, that I, I kind of was, have been low on him throughout the preseason, but I don't want to compare it completely to Le'Veon Bell, but, you know, with the uh, Steelers correlation, that's a thing where when Le'Veon Bell made his big jump in his second or third year, he, he slimmed down, he got quicker, his patience and vision kind of kind of showed out more. Um, So we'll see. How that plays out, but Najee is a guy who I have not drafted much of. Uh, I'm pretty high on Warren, uh, so that is a big reason why. But also, slight concern for me that maybe I have uh, not given Harris his due. Uh, and if this offense does take off and he is the lead back, uh, that that could be something I'm regretting uh, with these best ball teams. But um, you know, a lot. A lot of a lot still to be seen there and you know there's always the DFS streets where I can get my exposure to Harris that way uh, you've also got George Pickens who is now two years removed uh, from his torn ACL he you know people forget sometimes I think that Pickens last year was returning it was his first uh, his first significant action uh, he had had uh, torn ACL in college so a slight word of caution with all the optimism around this team. however, you know, the Falcons sat most of their starters on both sides of the ball in the uh, in the last uh, game, the last preseason game. And so when you see the Falcons or sorry, you see the uh, Steelers really kind of taking off um, and having these, these big plays and pushing the ball, uh, you have to remember that they're playing against some guys who aren't going to be on the field on Sundays come the regular season. So uh, it will be interesting to see how things play out in Pittsburgh. Uh, could be a lot of fun, or it could disappoint. On the other side of the ball in that first game, you have the Atlanta Falcons. Really not much that we've learned there. Desmond Ritter is going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, we remains to be seen how their backfield is split up. And then you've got uh, Drake London, And Mac Hollins as the starting receivers with Kyle Pitts now back and healthy. None of those players who are relevant for us played in this game. There's been no signings or other news uh, that we would need to uh, factor into our decision making. So uh, we're gonna skip pretty quickly over the Falcons, Uh, Indianapolis Colts. The J.T. saga reaching a tipping point. Honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen. It'll be interesting. I guess we'll react once it does. The Dolphins are the heavy favorite, according to the reports. You'll see. Uh, will be interesting to see. You got to remember, if Taylor just leaves at the end of this year, the Colts can will be able to get like a third round comp pick uh, after he signs somewhere else in free agency. So, you know, they're basically already locked into. You know, they can call his bluff and get a third round pick in 2025. So with that thought process, anything less than you know, a second-round pick really doesn't do anything to move the needle. There's no reason that they would uh, move a player like this. Uh, and when you think about the pride and ego uh, around everything that's gone on and Jim Irsay, it, it's hard to see him budging off of that first-round pick or equivalent asking price that he has given. Uh, we'll see how that happens and we'll, we'll adjust once it does. Uh, Anthony Richardson, starting quarterback for the Colts, looked has looked as expected in the preseason. Very exciting. He avoids sacks at a high rate. He can make plays with his legs. He's got a great arm, can make a few great throws, but he's got a low completion percentage. Uh, you know, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce appear locked in as the top wide receiver options. They should have some major spike weeks uh, when things click. I think that Richardson, his uh, ability to make plays—you know—it could happen in unexpected weeks. A lot of times we look at matchups um, and certain teams maybe have a good defense, etc. cetera. Uh, but Pittman's, uh, sorry, Richardson's physical tools are the type that kind of are matchup—you know—irrelevant in a lot of ways. Like he is big enough and strong enough, like he could break off a seventy-five yard run um, even against a good team because his physical abilities could just take over. Uh, he's got an arm where he could put the ball in some places where Pittman or Pierce could have a seventy-yard touchdown uh, in, in any given week. So uh, those guys likely to be unpredictable. Richardson uh, likely to have some high highs and lows throughout the season. His rushing equity. Uh, should keep his floor from a fantasy perspective relatively high, uh, but it'll be interesting and just something to keep in mind there with the notes about Richardson's playing style. Uh, you know, he might be someone who uh, actually is better to target uh, in the weeks that appear tougher on paper, just because uh, his volatility and and his skill set can overcome you know the potentially uh, the negative bias uh, people are going to have in certain matchups. The Eagles, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, they rested everyone. Uh, it's rumored that John- Jonathan Taylor could be a destination there. That is not changing my approach to the Eagles. Uh, I do think wherever Taylor gets traded to, uh, there's a good chance that a running back from that team gets sent back in the package to the Colts. So uh, looking at like DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell are rumored to be the lead running backs. That's what, for some time, that is the assumption I have been working on, that they are going to go uh, with those uh, dynamic multidimensional backs uh, as their their main runners uh, to maintain uh, the ability to beat teams in different ways and not be so predictable uh, with their play calling and personnel. So I think Swift and Gainwell will be the lead running backs, uh, Boston Scott and Rashad Penny Going to need some injuries to become uh, Really relevant uh, You know and if Taylor does get traded there I would think That uh, one of those At least one of those running backs would get sent Back so I'm not uh, Shying away from any of those running Backs uh, because of fear of Taylor coming to town Detroit Lions rested Everyone nothing new to report On from Detroit Detroit in Carolina, the Carolina Panthers, Miles Sanders, absolutely is the quote that we got. Uh, we'll be starting in week one. He is very uh, confident he'll be available. This goes along with what I've said. You know, the rumors about Sanders as a workhorse, he has this slight groin injury, I believe it was groin, uh, that has some people concerned, has his has caused his ADP to drop, Uh, but really this situation screams to me that they are going to ride him. He is going to get a big workload. He is one of my favorite targets uh, as a running back to take in that 7th, 8th round range, Um, and I think he is going way too late in drafts considering his upside could be uh, Josh Jacobs type of season there uh, with really not much in the running back room to take work away from him and the Panthers being a team that I think uh, are going to have a better offense than people realize. Uh, number one overall pick, Bryce Young showed off some wheels, three carries for 21 yards on the ground, made a couple plays with his legs to extend, uh, extend plays and throw the ball down the field. Uh, it appears that Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen are the clear top two wide receivers for Young heading into the season. Uh, Mingo led the team in snaps. Thielen led the team in targets. Those are two of my priority picks. Uh, you know, judging by their abilities, uh, I think com- combine that with uh, a better than people realize quarterback situation uh, and the volume that they're going to see. Uh, those are two guys that I, you know, I find myself having at least one of. Uh, and very often both of on my fantasy teams, my best ball teams. New England Patriots. uh, Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott has signed there. Uh, The Patriots now traded Pierre Strong to Cleveland, kind of clearing up some questions in that running back room. Obviously, they are comfortable with what they've seen from Elliott since he's come into camp. Uh, Elliott, a veteran back who can do a lot of things, provides some stability there. Uh, and it appears that their veteran wide receivers Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Juju Smith-Schuster are locked into the top three wide receiver spots. In Tennessee, Tyje Spears continues to put on a show. Uh, you know, this guy just looks every bit the part of the type of guy who takes over uh, takes over a backfield from a veteran running back second half of the season, and it's just you know that league winning type of player. That you need to have on your team or that you're kicking yourself for not having. He is a priority target for me in the 12th, 13th round of best ball drafts right now. And he's a top 12 back if Derrick Henry ever misses time. Let's not forget that Spears, the reason he uh, fell in the draft was because of long term concerns around his knee. He actually uh, is missing his ACL, he doesn't have an ACL in one knee. so yeah, three, four years from now, it could be like a J.I. IE situation uh, where you know his, his body just can't hold up. Uh, but this guy has some juice and he can get it done. Uh, so really excited to see him uh, if he ever gets a chance. And I think he's probably good enough that he is going to uh, get some work on a weekly basis, even while Henry is, is healthy. <laughs> The Chargers. Joshua Kelly appears to have locked up the RB2 role there. Uh, should have some value on a weekly basis. Should get some, some touches and carries behind Austin Eckler. He ripped off a 75-yard touchdown. Uh, looked actually rather spry. It's the fastest I remember seeing him look since he entered the NFL. Uh, so interesting there. Uh, Quinton Johnston uh, played in this game, he was the only one of the expected uh starting lineup to get reps. you know some people may talk may talk down about about him because of that uh but let's remember that there have been plenty of uh, other wide receivers justin jefferson chris chris olave um guys like that who were first round wide receivers that started the season entered the season uh as you know not in the starting lineup uh and those things turned out uh just fine so Uh, Not overly concerned at all about Quinton Johnston. Again, this Chargers offense is one that we are looking to target. I'm expecting them to take a big leap forward. The San Francisco 49ers, uh, you know, nothing major. All of their top guys appear healthy. They enter the season at full strength. Remember, uh, this once this team once Brock Purdy took over was the top scoring offense in the NFL Uh, from the time he entered. Uh, the lineup until uh, the NFC championship game when obviously he was injured. Uh, but in prior to that, uh, they were the top scoring team in the NFL. So uh, definitely a team that we will keep an eye on. Uh, the Trey Lance drama is over. They traded him to Dallas for a fourth round pick. Kind of closes the chapter there. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, kind of cements, uh, I was al- already drafting Purdy, uh pretty aggressively and pretty confidently. But um, I think that uh, this kind of locks in that idea that uh, they are feeling very comfortable with where his elbow is at. Buffalo Bills. Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox both have been heavily involved. Uh, both I've talked about at length uh, this Buffalo tight end position and how they should uh, they should be... They should both have a lot of value throughout the season, especially in best best ball formats. Uh, On an offense like Buffalo, uh, a lot of value there. Uh, When one of them is off the field, Deontay Hardy appears to have won the wide receiver three job. A very valuable position. Last year we saw Isaiah McKenzie and Khalil Shakir post some very usable weeks. I think Hardy is uh, readily available in the 18th to 20th rounds of drafts. Uh, and definitely somebody that we should be targeting uh, very aggressively this last week of drafting. James Cook played full drives with the starters. Uh, Damian Harris is now back healthy. His ADP has dropped quite a bit uh, since uh, he first had his injury, but he took a goal line run away from James Cook. I think both of these guys are great buys at this point. James Cook is Again, if he is playing those full drives, that's, you know, even if he loses some goal line red zone touches, uh, he should have enough production in this offense with his skill set and receiving ability uh, to to be a great 6th, 7th round pick. And Harris obviously has upside. He looks like he's going to get some opportunities near the goal line. Uh, reason I'm down a bit on Josh Allen this year is I expect him to have less rushing touchdowns. I think that they are going to try to protect him a little bit. Uh, Obviously, he is critical to their success. uh, And if they can keep him healthy, avoid some of those dings that he has had in the past, uh, that will help them quite a bit. And then uh, I still think, like I said, I still think James Cook is a potential smash you know, there was a time when Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard were talked down for the their lack of of a goal line role, and then uh, they ripped off some monster seasons. So, not avoiding Cook. Uh, look at the Chicago Bears; uh, they've had some nice highlights, but the real the reality is the passing game still has work to do. Uh, the there's been a lot of, um, you know, there were the two big plays with. Uh, Khalil Herbert and D.J. Moore taking screen passes for long touchdowns. Uh, D.J. Moore had another big play in this game. But there were all there have also been a lot of disorganized um, and out-of-sync looking uh, passing concepts. So uh, the highlights are nice, but uh, they still have a ways to go. Uh, in the backfield, it looks like Khalil Herbert and Rashawn Johnson are locked into those top two running back spots. Teontae Foreman still uh, should make the team and, and potentially have a role at various points throughout the season. He's dropping quite a bit in drafts, uh, so might be an opportunity to pick him up at a discount. And finally, Darnell Mooney is uh, being discussed as a potential trade target as the Bears may be looking to move on from him. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. The Seahawks, Kenneth Walker, returned to practice this week, appears set to step into that lead back role. Uh, There is still concern over Zach Charbonnet. How he will fit in with that backfield uh, remains to be seen, but we need to remember Walker is just extremely explosive. He can bust off some huge plays, and in best ball, as his price drops a little bit, uh, he is someone that we can target. And you know he was just a few months ago talked as a top five dynasty running back, so uh, not someone that we um, not someone that we should be avoiding. Uh, I understand there should be some concerns here, but he also has uh, that type of ceiling where he he could break things open for you in a hurry on a weekly and seasonal basis. Uh, Jackson Smith Smith Najigba uh, broke his wrist; he's going to be out for a few weeks uh when he is out that condenses the usage for the whole team um you know DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett become huge target earners uh big news though around that is that the Seahawks elected not to put JSN on the PUP list which means uh they're expecting him back before the week 5 bye they could save a roster spot uh, just have him out the first six weeks if they put him on the pup list. Uh, so by not putting him on there, that tells me that they're expecting him back by you know the second or third week of the season. Green Bay Packers, once again, Jordan Love looked really good. Uh, he's doing some really good things on film. Uh the way he's going through his progressions, the way he's seeing the field, just some little, you know, football, you know, hand in the dirt type takes. Um, things that you can see him doing to it to put himself in position to succeed it's not just the stats or a couple touchdowns Uh, it is the actual uh, quality of his play that has uh, been really solid Uh, the Packers are my pick to win the NFC North I think that they are uh, they've been overrated uh, to a good extent uh, for some years in the past and I think this year they are being underrated in Arizona, the Cardinals are trading away key players at a fast pace. Uh, they have uh, traded away players on their offensive line and defense. They gave Colt McCoy uh, first team reps all offseason and then cut him. Uh, they have traded for Journeyman quarterback Josh Dobbs. So either him or fifth-round rookie Clayton Toon are likely are going to be the starting quarterback for week one. Uh, and for the foreseeable future as Kyler Murray is going to be out at least the first four weeks and there's rumors swirling he could miss the whole season. Uh, This could be a historically bad year somewhat by design Uh, and I am definitely out on James Conner at this point. The Minnesota Vikings rested everyone. Uh, Nothing to learn from their play. Uh, The one thing I'll talk about, TJ Hawkinson has been in the news as he is looking for a new contract reportedly wants to reset the tight end market. Uh, I think this is tied to why he's had some like minor injury issues that have been holding him out of camp as he looks to get a new deal. Uh, For those of you who missed the Josh Jacobs injury discount window, uh, take advantage of the TJ Hawkinson discount uh, while you've got it for the next few days because uh, when push comes to shove and it's time to play ball, uh, Hawkinson's going to be on the field and he had Travis Kelsey like usage once he landed in Minnesota last year. Uh, So you can get that in the fifth, you know, sometimes sixth, even sixth round on drafters and DraftKings right now. Uh, So get it while it's hot. In Cleveland, the Browns traded for Pierre Strong. Uh, Everyone will think this is just about the backfield, uh, which it is to a point, but Strong also returns kicks, and Cleveland just lost Jakeem Grant, their. Uh, their kick return, punt returner uh, to a gruesome injury in the last preseason game. So I suspect that Strong, uh, while he certainly will make the team, um, I think Jerome Ford is still, uh, you know, at least equal to Strong in terms of where they rank in the backfield. And Strong just filled multiple uh, holes for them. They're able to save a roster spot. Uh, or use that roster spot for their kick returner, punt returner on somebody who fits uh, on an area uh, in their backfield where they really don't have much uh, behind Chubb and Ford. So, uh, Strong is an interesting target uh, in the last round of drafts for sure, uh, but I wouldn't write Jerome Ford off quite yet. Uh, again, it's in- going to be interesting to see how this offense bounces back with Deshaun Watson. Uh, they ran empty sets in the preseason at the highest rate in the NFL by quite a large margin. Warren Sharp on Twitter uh, pointed that out. Uh, we'll be interested to see uh, how that plays out. If this offense can take advantage of all their weapons um, and be high flying. If Deshaun Watson can get back to the vintage form uh, from two or three years ago. Uh, so, you know, with Amari Cooper, uh, Elijah Moore. Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku all set as the starters. Uh, Exciting rookie Cedric Tillman, uh, ready to play a situational role. Definitely interested in this Browns offense. In Kansas City, the Justin Ross hype train continues, but it might be justified. He's an incredibly gifted player with high pedigree from college. Uh, He went to Clemson, played with Trevor Lawrence, had an early breakout, huge year uh, against top competition at 18 years old. He said injuries derail him, but currently in the perfect storm for his talent to kind of shine through. Uh, you have this ambiguous wide receiver room. There really isn't anyone who, from a talent perspective, is standing out. And at the end of the day, he is going to be on the field with Patrick Mahomes uh, if he's able to uh, bust into the lineup there. And when you put uh, you know a talented player on the field uh, with the best quarterback in the world, uh, good things are going to happen. Isaiah Pacheco is back and healthy. He got in the game this week. Potentially one of the biggest bargains in drafts. He saw immense volume uh, towards the end of last season, the second half of the season and into the playoffs. Uh, consistently seeing you know, in the 14 to 17 touch range. Uh, in his second year, we could see his role expand a bit. Jarek McKinnon has, is no stranger to injury um, and is obviously... Uh, getting older himself, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has uh, disappointed throughout his career. So Pacheco, uh, potentially one of those bargains driven down by sitting out meaningless games uh, in the preseason. Um, you know, we can take advantage of that later ADP. Uh, the New York Jets, Corey Davis retired. That locks Allen Robinson into a starting spot. Uh, and also, there are reports Randall Cobb is playing over McCole Hardman as the Uh, slot-wide receiver. So the quote-unquote buddy narrative in New York is in full effect. Uh, Rodgers to Garrett Wilson connection was on full display, looked locked in and in sync. Uh, You know, obvious connection that people are going to draw is that connection uh, Rodgers had with Devontae Adams in Green Bay. Uh, Will be interesting because Wilson is certainly a transcendent talent. Uh, And it appears, I think Tyler Conklin is going to be the second receiving option for the Jets when the bullets start flying. Uh, Very interesting late round tight end target. Uh, I have quite a bit of exposure to him. Uh, And then, you know, in the other team in New York, the Giants, uh, they rested most of their key players. Only thing of note, Jalen Hyatt burned Sauce Gardner on a play in this game. Uh it was uh, it was overthrown. Uh the the quarterback did not put it on the money, but uh you know, he ran right by Sauce Gardner, who's arguably the top cornerback in the NFL. That just kind of shows the game-changing ability that Hyatt brings to the table. Uh and Brian Dable on that specific play did a great job designing Hyatt uh or scheming it to so that Hyatt could uh get a free release off the line. So with Dable's creativity and Hyatt's skill set, uh, you know, this is just a poten- potentially perfect storm. Um, and it's going to be hard to keep a guy like him off the field uh, with the rest of that receiver room being recognizable names, but nobody who stands out from a talent perspective. The Bengals and Commanders both rested their top players. Really, no news around these teams. Nothing new has happened with contracts, trades, or injuries. Uh, Terry McLaurin, still in question for week one, has that turf toe injury. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, In Baltimore, the Ravens, they rested pretty much everyone. Uh, J.K. Dobbins appears fully healthy from reports out of their camp, and it sounds like he's ready to prove himself. Again, he was kind of disgruntled about his contract, but he is there, ready to go. This Ravens offense is one that's kind of set for takeoff, and I think. Uh, Dobbins is going to be far and away the clear lead back in Baltimore and if this Ravens offense scores as many points as I think they're going to and if they try to preserve Lamar Jackson's body a little bit near the goal line uh, now that they've invested like 250 million dollars in him then Dobbins is uh, you know a guy who we could be looking at as a second third round pick uh, next year when we are drafting in Tampa. Baker Mayfield looks solid and connected with Chris Godwin. He was named the week one starter. Uh, want to note, Trey Palmer uh, is, appears set as the third wide receiver in Tampa Bay. He's an explosive player. And we're going to want to remember his name in DFS if Chris Godwin or Mike Evans ever miss his time. In Miami, uh, the Jonathan Taylor rumors continue to swirl. Uh, Tyreek Hill made a nice uh, 30-yard play showed off his wheels uh, and then got put on ice Uh, nothing else there until and unless the Taylor rumors come to fruition in Jacksonville this is a team similar to the Steelers a lot of pieces they have invested a lot over the years and it looks like things are kind of all coming together and really clicking Calvin Ridley looks like uh, he's in his prime he looks like uh, the best version of himself, uh, and putting him with uh, a generational—shouldn't say generational—a very talented player like uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, who can can put the ball all over the field, uh, should be a very dynamic pairing in Jacksonville. And then uh, in the backfield, Travis Etienne appears to be locked in as the feature back, but Tank Bigsby will. Uh, definitely be involved. He'll be getting weekly touches uh, and have huge upside of ETN. Uh, wherever ever to miss time. The Raiders uh, out in Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs returns again. We've been pounding this drum all off season, really no leverage for these running backs. They're going to have to play eventually. Jacobs confirms that he got a $2 million raise, um, you know, and it, This is the type of situation we just need to remember next year. Inevitably, when running backs are disgruntled and they hold out and their ADP drops, uh, we do not want to uh, pass up that buying opportunity. In Dallas, uh, they traded for Trey Lance. That's not relevant for 2022 unless there's a DAC injury. And even then, uh, I would think Cooper Rush gets on the field before Lance Rush played well last year when Prescott was out. Uh biggest thing uh, I saw was Dak Prescott called the plays, and the Cowboys were very aggressive. I think one of the biggest assumptions many have made is Dallas will throttle back and run the ball a ton this year, uh, but I think that may be wrong when you look at their personnel. Uh, you look at uh, how Dak Prescott wants to play, uh, you know, and I, I think it is a very interesting situation, one of, uh, I guess you want to call it a stand Um, I am relatively high on the Dallas offense as people are kind of jumping off that train uh, after a few years of uh, very positive uh, returns from Dallas. The Rams rested everyone. Cooper Cup on track for week one. Uh, Should be interesting to see how things play out there. Again, this is a team. They won a Super Bowl two years ago, uh, but this roster is gutted. If, they're, if Cup and Stafford can stay healthy, uh, this could be a team that's involved in a lot of shootouts due to a depleted defense. Uh, if they have any injuries like they had last year, it could get ugly quick. Uh, the Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy, hamstring, he went down, he had to be carted off. Unclear how severe it's going to be. We expect him at this point to miss a couple of weeks. Uh, initially there was talk about he could be out half the year, or the whole year. Sounds like uh that bullet has been dodged, but also it's going to be a few weeks. It was, you know, he couldn't walk. So, um I would expect he'll be back around week 3 or 4 at the earliest. His ADP is dropping. Marvin Mims, very fast, uh very talented wide receiver, drafted in the second round. He was the first draft pick made by the current uh, Broncos Regime, of course, they have new general manager and front office and head coach. Sean Payton in town. Uh, Marvin Mims was the first player he selected. So uh, interesting one there. Um, Albert Akwebunum, uh, of course, a darling of the fantasy community due to his physical attributes, uh, constantly been uh, misused and, and underutilized in Denver. Kind of was in the doghouse with Nathaniel Hackett last year. Um, His ability showed: seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Albeit this was against backups, uh, but his elite skill set and physical tools really showed out. Uh, The Broncos have waived him, so uh, we'll be interesting where he lands and potentially somebody that uh, we'll want to keep an eye on. And then the final game of the week. Uh, Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, named the starter. They appear they will enter the season with Robert Woods, Nico Collins, and Noah Brown as their starting wide receivers. Uh, Nico Collins had a 30% target share from C.J. Stroud. During the preseason, he appears like he will be the top option in the passing game. Of course, you've got Tank Dell and John Mechie, uh, young wide receivers that are also sure to mix in. And finally the New Orleans Saints, nothing big has happened to change their outlooks. Uh, We'll want to keep an eye on Taysom Hill's oblique injury heading into week one. If he were to miss, it would have a big impact on expected scoring distribution just because it removes that one big variable, that guy who can siphon off touchdowns. So with Alvin Kamara also out, if Hill were to miss the first week, uh, then in DFS, you know, that gives Jamal Williams and maybe some of Uh, the receiving options, uh, a better chance of scoring a touchdown and, you know, raises their floor and ceiling uh, on what are relatively reasonable prices. So we will be back next week for our last Market Monday of the season. I will be back tomorrow with a training session focused once again on drafters. And you can hear more from us throughout the week. Uh, Get out to the site check things out. We're going to have things posted. A week from now, you'll be able to check out the first week's NFL Edge. Of course, those are game breakdowns on every NFL game. We will talk to you soon, and we will see you in the draft room.